What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Terrence. What's up? And Carrie. What's up? Really hope to have Micah back this week, uh, but his child is not cooperating uh, this evening. In, in, in his parlance, he's being very extra tonight, uh, as the kids say. So shame we will not have him here. Uh, it is, of course... Uh, the Tuesday after the 2019 Royal Rumble. We will talk be talking about that in the back half of the show. Um, we've got a lot of gaming to talk about. We've got two weeks worth of news to talk about. Uh, let us get right into it. Um, me and Terrence are probably going to spend a fair bit of time talking about Anthem. So, Carrie, I will, I will cede the floor to you first <laughs> to talk about just one of the most games I could not be less interested in yep. if, you, if you paid me. Mm-hmm. To be interested in this. Yep. Oh, Start, started. No, not Kingdom Hearts three. I started Wait, playing what? from the first one. I haven't played any of Wait, these what games. The fuck. Yeah, that's a oh, good. You've reaction. never played any of them, or you have so, since. Okay, I'm sorry. Kingdom sorry. Hearts came out when I was in like middle school, and I didn't have a PS two until I got to college. Um, so I played through the first one, like at a friend's house, basically, and I enjoyed it. Um, it was something where, because I was playing it at a friend's house on their console, sort of like after school on weekends, I was playing it in like spurts and starts and I was not really spending what I would consider quality time with the game or the story. And then I had a Game Boy Advance. So when they came out with Chain of Memories on the Game Boy Advance, I played through that. That game's not very good. Um, but I played it. (laughs) <laughs> and I played a little bit of two. I never finished two. And then I was sort of done with Kingdom Hearts. Um, I think because of the fact that like the main games were coming out on a console that I didn't own and the spinoffs were coming out on like PSP and DS and all these other things. And I, you know, I had some of those things, but because of the fact that I didn't ever play through Kingdom Hearts two, I was just sort of like, fuck it at that point. Um, and ever since then, I've been sort of stubborn about Kingdom Hearts. I was just like, no, I'm not going to play it. Fuck it, whatever. Um, and all of my friends are like, Harry, you like RPGs. And you really like Disney. You'd probably really enjoy Kingdom Hearts if you gave it another chance. And I've always just sort of been like, that's bullshit. But it turns out it's not bullshit, and they're correct. Uh, I got the whole the story so far collection, which is all of the games. So it's like nine games. It's the 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8 collections, all for PS4. And I think the fact that like it's all together on you know two discs um, makes it a lot easier to just sit down and play. So I'm like halfway through the first game, and I figure by the time I get through all of this bullshit, it'll be August. And Kingdom Hearts 3 will be on sale at that point. So, <laughs> God damn. Well, I mean, that you is know, a good I, strategy. I'm enjoying it. I, I feel like I'm finally able to like give it the chance that I wasn't really able to give it back when these games were coming out. I think another large part of the issue with me was that like a lot of the kids that I knew who were like real into Kingdom Hearts were not people who I was hanging out with on the regular <laughs> in school. So um, now I have a lot of uh, normal, well-adjusted, socially acceptable friends <laughs> who are very into Kingdom Hearts. And, uh, you know, I finally sort of got the nudge with the uh, three coming out to to actually give it a chance. So, wow. But And you know what? I'm not going to play Chain of Memories again, because fuck that. But um, 
you know, I have to sort of keep reminding myself that the original Kingdom Hearts, like, it is a game that came out in 2002. It is very much a 2002 PlayStation 2 action RPG game. Um, it feels very dated, but sort of despite that, I'm having a good time. So That's just one of those games that I just don't understand. I, I, uh, yo, it came out. I, lo- I looked it up. It came out in March 28th of 2002. I literally just turned 21, and you said you played it in middle school. <laughs> I was 12, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. You forget, Terry, the for literal me. fetus of the Nerdpocalypse <laughs> <laughs> Network. Yeah, I played. I actually played and finished the first two, and then what the fuck ever. I don't care about that. I, I can't just believe. Didn't I, give a shit. I don't ask me to learn why that you played through the first two Kingdom Hearts. I don't know why. Like, I think I played the first one, and I actually liked the combat because it's an RPG, but it's like an action. It's RPG. an action RPG. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was digging it, and then I played As the second one, and then everybody's waiting for three. And I'm like, I don't. I didn't. I forgot three came out yesterday or today. As Carrie and I discussed on Sunday, uh, I play. I got to Cerberus, and I was like, "I'm, I'm good. I'm done." <laughs> yeah. In Kingdom, in Kingdom Hearts One. I don't Cerberus is a anymore. shit, dude. Like, yeah. that ain't fun. Olympus Coliseum is not fun. But like, I got through it, and I, I told some of my buddies who are like, you know, lifelong Kingdom Hearts fans that I had gotten past Cerberus, and they're like, "Cool, it's all smooth sailing from here. Everything after Cerberus is better than everything that's before Cerberus." See, that's that's so. like t- that's like TV shows where people's like the first four episodes suck, but once you get past the first four episodes, like, nah, like, I'm not wasting I don't want to watch the first four episodes. No, and the thing <laughs> is, that's fair. You know, I would wow. say the first four hours of the first Kingdom Hearts game, like it feels like you're running through mud. Like, it's so slow, and there's all of these cutscenes, and, like, you don't really know what's going on, and you're not at a high level that, like, the combat's any good yet, yeah. and and then, like, it, it clicks sort of all at once, and then it, it's smooth sailing from there. But, yeah, Kingdom Hearts, I'll catch up eventually. We'll see. <laughs> so uh... Showing up 15 years late with Starbucks, the fucking Kingdom Hearts fandom. <laughs> How was so... Anthem? Well, that, so yeah, we're let's talk about the the Anthem VIP demo. Yeah, let's past talk weekend. About it. Um, there's a lot to say about it because there's, <laughs> as I've been telling everyone <laughs> that I've talked to, the game was fucking great when it worked because there was a lot of points during the weekend uh, where it did not work very well. The majority of it. If, uh, fair. I mean, I, I I had continuing problems all weekend. Let's yeah. talk about the shit first, then we'll talk about the game which I think we were pretty positive on. Um, look, I understand when you are releasing this stuff before the game comes out, and it's an online game, and I, I'm expecting a level of polish not to be there. I'm expecting some bugs. I'm expecting some technical issues. Here's my, here's my issue. I know, we, I know we say the terms beta and demo are essentially interchangeable nowadays, but to me, when you call something a demo, that implies... A level of polish and a level of stability that yeah. doesn't necessarily need to be present when you're calling something a beta. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. if they, I think if they had called it a beta this this past weekend, which it was for all intents and purposes a beta, um, they could have probably gotten away with that. But because they called it a demo, and because you had couldn't connect online errors, because you had the infinite loading screen problem that I was plagued with <coughs> constantly, because you had you know, a lot of the, some of the performance stuttering issues and stuff like that in the game, they're catching a wrath of shit for that. And I think it's deservedly so, because you mischaracterized what people were playing. 
And I think they should have been more upfront about what, what it was, too, because the problem is this, this build that we played is a four-month-old build. Um, according to EA's, uh, according to uh, what Bioware said uh, during throughout the weekend as they updated people on the progress of technical issues, um, a lot of these issues that we're having in this demo, in the current build that they have, the like the release build, those problems don't exist. And I'm just like, well, that's cool. So <laughs> why didn't you give us a build where the problems didn't exist, right. so that people aren't, you know, shitting on your game? I mean, you need you need this game to be awesome. <clears throat> This was not a good way to put your your front foot forward for folks the first time that you're letting a large swath of people um, get their hands on this thing. So I think that they did a terrible job characterizing what people are going to play, and uh, and and they're deserving the criticism they get for that. Now that being said, when the game worked, I came away really impressed this weekend. Um. Terrence, I've I, I briefly talked about it in the alpha, and I, I'm going to expand on my thoughts, but I'm, I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts uh, on the gameplay that you guys experience. Well, before I, before I get to the gameplay, I do want to comment on the shit, the, the, the terrible aspects of it, um, and how I was able, not necessarily able to get around it, but I actually played quite a bit. I played, probably, I may have played more than you, <laughs> actually. Uh, that's I mean, that's possible. Um, I, ba I basically did everything... That you could do in the demo yeah. once with a bit of free play thrown in. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Okay, I did around the same. Um, what I found with that that infinite screen loop, like you know, what's coming, so you just turn the game off and just kind of yeah, and just and just play around it. I did, the and same. It, and it's like, hey, okay, you were you were previously in a in a expedition that you want to jump back in. I'm like, well, I never jumped into that bitch in the first place, but okay, fine. <laughs> but so that was how how I got around that once. But now to the actual gameplay. Look, I didn't give a shit about this game. <laughs> like I saw it, I saw it. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of dope. And then I was like, oh, it's EA. I'm like, oh, I don't trust EA at all. Like, period. I think that's fair. I don't honestly. So, um, I you had given me a, a link to actually get into it, and this is before I even got to the actual game. You gave me a link to get into it, and I had an old EA account linked to my PlayStation Four account somehow. I don't know how the fuck that happened. But they don't give you an easy way to transfer it to a new account. So I never was able to do so. I, di I didn't even know that I had an old account because when you're doing the demo, they're like, they don't even tell you what account is, is linked to it when, during that demo. So I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. What to, I can't get in there telling me I don't have access, but I actually do. It's telling me I have access online, but I, it, but it wouldn't let me get into the game. So I had to download an old EA game because I had no EA games on my system. Period. <laughs> like I downloaded like FIFA 2018 or something. No, at first I, I downloaded FIFA 19, and then when I went to see what what um what account I had linked, it was like servers errors not working, no, uh, error servers down. I'm like, nigga, what? I don't, I don't even. I'm not even trying to play online. So then I had to download FIFA 2018, and that gave me. I'm like, oh, so it's an old. And it's an old account. So I went to EA and I'm like, can I transfer this? And they're like, you got to put in a ticket and all this other bullshit. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing all of that. So somehow I figured out my old password for my old, my old email address and got it. Anyway, I got it all working, but that's another reason. Fuck EA because it should, it shouldn't be that goddamn difficult for all that nonsense. Yeah, that really should. Yeah. It, it took me like an hour. I'm like, pff, but I want I actually wanted to play the game to see how, cause I was actually watching um, gameplay footage of it last week. And I'm like, this looks like it's kind of fun. Like actual gameplay of it, I'm like, this looks kind of dope. Once I actually got into the game, 
yo, this is really fucking fun, yo. <laughs> like, it's super fun. Like, I played, I think the most I played was like two hours straight. It's just like, you're Iron Man. You're, you're, you're like just flying around. Like, the, the demo that they showed in 2016 or 2015, mm-hmm. where they like jump off a cliff and then they start flying. They run into the, they dive into the water and come out the water like it was nothing. Like, you can literally do that. You can legitimately do that. That's not bullshit. It's something that you can do. And, like, that's fun. Like, it just is. Like, the combat is really, it's, it's, there's a lot of weight to it. Like, I, I when I told you, I was talking to you for a little bit. It's, mm. people are actually um, comparing it to Warframe. It feels a little like Warframe. Warframe, there's, like, no weight to the character. I must say, Warframe all. is very fast-paced. It's mm. super fast-paced. Yeah. It's, like, the, the, the characters feel like they weigh one pound they're like flipping all over the place like all of the 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 what are they called tight the Jav- javelins they have weight to them like they feel like they have weight the guns have weight to them um the world is very pretty it's a very pretty game um <clears throat> customization that's where it got me i'm like shit yeah well, so that's, <laughs> like yeah so every, everyone and their mother went into this game um comparing it to destiny yeah, and I and I was in I was in that group as well. Once you could, because I told you guys in the alpha, they didn't have any of the customizations or the mm. or the inventory system or anything like that. Once I got my hands on that part of it, I'm like, this isn't Destiny. This no. is Diablo. Yeah, with guns. <laughs> it is. That's exactly because you you collect loot, you collect different levels of loot and all kind of crap. I'm like, and then I can customize my character. Right, I can customize and, and, my javelin. It's, to, it's to, very, it's very. Because, like, Carrie, you get tons of the same, like, style of loot, but instead of, so, like, in Destiny, when you get a gun, it's going to, there's, like, two slots for perks, and, you know, the first slot could be one of seven perks, you know, for the weapon, and the second slot is, uh, could be one of six different perks. In Anthem, you get, well, like, each weapon drops at different rarities, and each, the difference between the rarities is... For the higher the rarity, the more perks it has. But the perks can be anything, so it's very, it, it's very contingent on making a build. It's an RP. It, it is a straight up RPG where you're trying to make builds for each javelin. So, like, if you want a support build, you want to try to find weapons and and gear that is going to help accentuate that, hmm. accentuate those abilities, and 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 you know, accentuate those aspects of. Your javelin, and that's that's very much. Oh, what it I'm sounds interesting. In a game like this, yeah. My main. I'm still not going to play it. But. <laughs> <laughs> like the main javelin I picked was basically like the, um, like the Stormbringer, like the one that that can float infinitely. Mm-hmm. And I I made him I made him like a combo build, so it freeze everything and just light everything on fire, and it was just constant combos. So my fucking my um my super meter, whatever you want to call it, was <laughs> constantly full. And I was just wreaking havoc on the battlefield, like, and that's just a little bit. Like, I can only imagine once the full game comes out what right. you'll be able to do with the build. And again, you can customize the actual look of it, like color wise. I mean, they're gonna have a whole bunch of different like leg types and shit like that. But like, you can't customize your shit in Destiny. It's like no, okay, well, you get even, this even color materials. It's not like hey, you yeah. can make this whatever color. Like hey, you can make this whatever material you want. Yeah, you can make it plastic if you want. You can make it metallic. You can make it glossy metallic. Like. That's what got me, but I'm like, it's EA, and I don't like EA. But everything's free. Uh, like all the all the game contents be free. They've already mm, said there's going to be now. no. Well, they, now. I mean, you can't just go back on that. 
Like, like there will be pay. Like the you stuff can't? they think. No, the thing they said that <laughs> okay. you can that you can pay that you're gonna be able to pay for are gonna be customizations, right? Yeah, I get that. I still don't believe that yeah. they're gonna. I don't. I don't trust them niggas. I'm sorry. Like I, I get that. And, like and Bioware has made a very, very good game. They have, but they're under EA. But you EA know what? Is the devil. I mean, that's true. But the other <laughs> thing about this game is that, despite the fact that it is a Bioware game, it is not letting me fuck any aliens. That okay. that you know of, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Know. They said we there's know. not going to be any romance. Mm, we'll see. Maybe mm, if they had romance, then at like that point, I might be into it. <laughs> um, it's funny it. to talk about the, co- the the combo nature of the gameplay. It it, it forces it not forces you, but it encourages you to play as a team more more yeah. so than other games that I've seen. So what what happened is like so me and my buddy um, Nixon were running a the stronghold in there, right? And the stronghold is kind of like a it's more a raid. right. It's like or a raid. It's more like it's more like a, a dungeon basically. Yeah. And the 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 end boss is this giant spider, and when you you know you blast down her health, and she would summon a bunch of ads to come out. So the cool thing with the storm is, or with the interceptor, which is the one that I was using, is they have like a constant melee ability. Like when you, it has a no a no cooldown melee attack that they can use. Okay. And the cool thing with them is that that melee attack is a detonator. But when you detonate um someone, you the the interceptor becomes imbued with the element that they were. Uh, primed with and that element gets added to your attack so when these ads would appear my buddy who was a storm would freeze them and then when i would knife them i would get uh ice to my attack and then so everyone that i would then knife would get frozen as i'm like going around through all these ads basically and then that would let him call down like a lightning strike to 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 combo off of that as well we were just like clearing out entire trash mobs in like two seconds doing this combo and that that shit was really fun like being able to tweak those builds and you know, play with your support abilities and, and, you know, because we were on comms and we were sitting there talking. I was like, all right, I, you know, I, I, I marked him, you know, mark the boss that he'll take 30% extra damage, you know, and, and then, you know, Nixon would do his ultimate and, you know, like deal. We would basically like take off the entire segment of the boss's health bar to make her retreat again, essentially. And just being yeah. able to figure that out and do that shit on the fly um, was just a lot of fucking fun and and really encouraged me not only to want to play with other people, which the game encouraged you to do, but even like to get on comms so that you can like continue to do that because that's a really important part of the game. You get more XP when you're doing combos and stuff like that. Um, so I, I had a blast playing just like you did, Terrence. Uh, the free play, like I said, the world events were the same kind of shit that you would expect to see with like public events and destiny. Yeah. They felt a little more varied. I'm sure that they'll feel stale when you've done them for a little while. No, they felt stale to me. Like, oh, instantly. I'll refrain off the bat. <laughs> like, I was enough. like, okay, this is the same. All right. Basically, <laughs> it's just, okay, collect these little whatevers and then take them to this thing. Yeah. And then you get a loot box. I'm like, well, that's whatever. <laughs> um, it, but, and, but it's, it's, look, like the gameplay is what got me. But again, I'm still not 100% sure I'm going to purchase it because it's fucking yeah, like I just don't trust them to not fuck it up. I am worried about the um the story part of the game a little bit just because apparently from what they said most of the story is going to be told through Fort Tarsus and mm-hmm. I think that that mechanic at least in the demo was a little awkward. I don't um, like Fort Tarsus. Yeah, it's like, so <laughs> like I'll, it's just, I'll it's have to see what it's stiff. like in the final game. Well, they said apparently in the final game, like you can move through it faster and, mm. and it's not quite as cumbersome oh, as okay. it was in this. Um, the other thing that was noticeably absent and apparently that they're also that's going to be in the final game, but they just couldn't put in the demo um, 
it really sucks when you are in with friends and you leave a mission because Fort Tarsus is something that you experience singularly. It's not yeah. like the tower in Destiny where you right. can, you're where only, you can, you're basically in your own Fort Tarsus. Correct. And that sucks when you cuz when you leave a mission that's where you go back generally. Um mm-hmm. so not having that social space was very obvious. Um and it made you, made you kind of realize like how nice the tower is uh, in Destiny even though you kind of take it for granted. Just having that hub that you can go to 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 cool down between missions to, you know, coordinate together is nice to have. They are adding a social space. Um in the in the main release when that comes out so that will be there hopefully um and it'll have a forge in it so you can still customize your javelin do all that stuff um but i i I didn't realize how much i would miss that uh and i really did (laughs) so i'm glad that they're putting that in there Uh, i could not be more excited for this game um i i'm curious to hear micah's thoughts on it i really am because i haven't talked to him about it i don't know if you know how much he got to play (laughs) yeah i don't know either too that's what what i'm curious to see um he's got a newborn he ain't playing video games he tried and he couldn't get and he was like fuck it yeah the last time i talked to him so the open demo is this coming weekend. Apparently, if you were in the VIP demo um, and you play the open demo, all four javelins uh, will be unlocked for you. Yeah, I wanted to try like the 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 combat, the like the nimble joint that does. Which one Intercept, was Interceptor yeah. was fun, man. Interceptor uh, was that's fun. That's the one I wanted to use next. So it was a good time. I'm I'm really looking forward to Anthem. Um, and it comes out next really, month, right? Yeah, it's three weeks away, just about. So if you can get past your EA distrust. I- no, be there with us as well. Not, honestly, <laughs> uh, so a bit of housekeeping before we move on. Uh, don't forget to go to YouTube.com/slash Dense Pixels. Click the red subscribe button and jam the bell icon. That way, you never miss a new episode when we post this podcast uh, in video form. I'm sure I'll be streaming Anthem when the game comes out as well. So that'll be on YouTube.com/slash Dense Pixels. Check that out while you get there. If you're not a premium member. Go to densepixels.com slash premium. Sign up today for just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year to get access to our premium slate of shows, which includes the Look Forward Political Podcast, uh, the Men with the Golden Tongues, the Area of Grievances, and No Time to Bleed. Um, I know right now for Men with the Golden Tongues, we have our survey up uh, where we're trying to rank the Bond villains before we do our Bond villain episode. Uh, so for more information on that, go to, I think it's, what is it, uh, thenerpocalypse.com. Slash fans, uh, and I'll probably post something there sometime this week again as well. And then, of course, uh, no matter what podcasting app you use, make sure you subscribe to not only our show but also the Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, and Coming Distractions as well. Uh, two weeks worth of new releases this week. Uh, no particular order. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three released this week on PS4 and Xbox One. Resident Evil two. Oh, uh, I have released. Resident Evil two. It's a great. Re- have you gotten to play it much? Yeah, I actually. Yeah, I put a. A lot of people are already calling this their game of the year. What did I tell you last two weeks ago? I still think that's full of shit. That I mean that that one shot, like it's going to be in the running. I guarantee it's going to be. Oh, I mean that's fine. It may not be game of the year. I guess it's 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 a little weird to sort of consider like a a remake. Yeah, but it's not just a a remake. No, I mean it's it's a remaster remake. It's a different game. Yeah. <laughs> like, well. It completely is. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, I've got about three hours into it. It's the one problem that I have with the game, and this is just a nitpick for myself because I just get frustrated very easily, is it takes way too many fucking bullets to take these motherfuckers down. You can't kill All everything, of them. Terrence. You can't kill no, you everything. Can't kill everything. you just got to run away. I, no, I, and trust me, I've learned that. But the thing is, <laughs> they have critical shots, right? They, they have critical headshots. One shot, boom, their head will fucking blow up. Like, they're, like, random as fuck. 
Like it, it just okay. I took his head off, but I noticed like if he, it sounds retarded, but like if I shoot him in the left cheek, their head blows up. Like I like I did it like three times in a row, and then I tried it again, and then it didn't work, and then I had to take I, I shot one thing like nine times in the head. It was lying on the ground, and it was still chasing me. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, yo? What kind of <laughs> random ass shit is this? But aside from that, yo, it's a it's kind of amazing. Like it made me jump a couple times, and it's not it's not really easy to do. Um. That son of a bitch, uh, the tyrant, uh, the, the tyrant. Yo, that motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of footage of him just Yo, like I, showing he's... up at the door, like, "What's up, bitch?" <laughs> like... Exactly. Like you can hear him. You like you'll hear him like walking around the fucking the the police station, and you're like, "Okay, he's on my left." Okay, and you're walking around. Is he downstairs? Is he upstairs? I don't know where he's at. And all of a sudden, you open the door, and there he's standing there, like, "What's up, nigga?" Like. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> then you got to turn around and run, and he will chase you around the whole fucking place. I, I can't remember like, what review I read, me but, alone. They said, but they said somebody shit their pants when they realized that he could go into the main hall, which used to be like a, Yo, story, it's supposed a to very be a safe, safe area. Yeah, in the main in the in And the he's like, nah, game. fuck you. And I'm, ah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty nerve wracking. Like when you're trying to, you're trying to accomplish something, like you're in a room. Luckily, they do like the whole Metroid thing where you open up doors and like you can make this in this basically um, shortcuts. Luckily, there's that in the game, because if you had to run around that bitch and there were no shortcuts, he will literally chase you out of a room that you need to be in to get something done. You got to run away because you can't take him out. Run away, run downstairs, run around the whole fucking thing to get back to the same room. I'm like, yo, I hate this nigga. Can I please take his head <laughs> off? And you can't. And it's fucked up. But it makes the game even better. Like, it's it's just you just hear him just stomping just through the whole got. Ah. So yeah, uh, it's great. But the game, man, I'm. About three and a half hours into it with Leon's section, and then I got to run through it again, and then like an A, B, and then all this other shit. So I'm going to be playing that for quite some time. But yeah, it's good. It's really, really good. <laughs> Besides 10 shots to the head to kill one <laughs> fucking zombie. Fuck that dumb shit. So Mike breaks is, the I'm rules sure. Of zombies. Mike is, I'm sure, even more excited because Senran Kagura Burst RE colon Newell uh, came out for PS4. <laughs> exactly. This week. Real. Uh, Genesis Alpha 1 released on Xbox One and PS4. Song of Memories released on PS4. Uh, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy released on Nintendo Switch. Uh, Life is Strange 2 Episode 2 released on PS4 and Xbox One. Realm Royale on PS4 and Xbox One. I played that for five minutes and was like, no. Click. Yeah, just, just another Battle Royale, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Steamroll on Xbox One. 8-Bit Hordes on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, Wargroove on Xbox One, Switch, and PC, which does have cross-play. Apparently, I heard Wargroove um, is pretty fun. That's um, what I heard as well. Uh, it's I don't like know an much about Advanced it. Wars style, like tactical RPG. I think I might be completely wrong. I, I think you are. I think you are actually quite on base. Okay. With this, uh, and then uh, since February is right around the corner, Xbox announced their games with gold for the month. Uh, for the entire month of February, you can get Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon for free on Xbox One. From February 16th to March 15th, you can get the underwhelming Super Bomberman R for free on Xbox One. Uh, from February 1st through 15th, you can get Assassin's Creed Rogue uh, on the Xbox 360, which of course is backwards compatible. And from the 16th to the 28th, you can get Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy for the original Xbox. Oh, wow. uh, but again, it will work on the Xbox uh, One as well. And then a couple release date announcements. The Division 2 private beta begins on February the 7th, 
And the second season of DLC has been announced for Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, Videl and Jiren are the I'm first I'm super excited for a Videl, and I cannot believe the disrespect that some people in the Facebook group decided to show her during that announcement. People are like, oh, there are other characters that, that deserve this over Videl. Fuck you. Videl's the <laughs> best. I yeah. don't even know who that is. Yeah, Videl, Videl. certainly deserves to be. <laughs> yeah, Videl is uh, Gohan's wife. Oh. And uh, Mr. Satan's daughter. I don't know any of this. Mr. Satan. I remember him. Okay, I know who that is. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting. I, yeah, I've already. Yeah. I'm already You're getting, getting the this. Season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get just the second season. Are there Probably any like characters that you are particularly <clears throat> hoping for? I don't know them. <laughs> I don't know enough about Dragon Ball to know any of the characters that I would hope for. So now, okay, I, oh, I, I did see Jiren, and I'm like, he looks fun to play. Yeah, Jiren's um, pretty cool. Actually, Videl looks really fun. Plus, uh, I mean, Videl is cool because like they're leaning real hard into like the whole great Saiyan sort yeah. of. It's, she's essentially Android. Uh, who's the chick? Eighteen. Eighteen. She she just feels like she's gonna play like her because she has Android um seventeen. Yeah. As in a, as basically part of her moveset and she yep. and she has a gohan as part of her moveset so they pre, they seem pretty similar uh yeah. Jiren, I, I don't know what the hell to expect with him he just looks like a, like a counter character yeah but i'm gonna get it anyway it's, it's probably gonna be like 25 bucks 20 bucks six characters and it's okay six characters yeah, six characters this season which i really hope that they it. add more of the female <laughs> saiyans from the uh the universe survival arc me too from from yeah <laughs> I just like I want I want my lady sands. I want I want my large my large girls. What was this? What's the one in Super? The the chick that fuses. Oh, I, I mean so there's there's Cauliflower and Kale. Yeah, her. her. That's yeah, what, I think what everybody wants. Yeah, cuz I think she's the one who Is it Cauliflower or is it Kale? One of them is basically like the universe the other universe's version of Broly. Captain, where is it? Where you know she's she's that universe's legendary Super Saiyan, so she goes like extremely beefy, and just like has a berserker mode, and it's fucking awesome. This game needs more women characters. Put Chi Chi in there. Cauliflower, <laughs> uh, like cauliflower, really? Yeah, everything in Dragon Ball is named after fucking vegetables. Yeah, everything's like a food pun. Yeah, so Kakarai. there you go, Vegeta. <laughs> I watched so that, uh, super, that Dragon Ball Super Broly last night. Yo. Save that, that, save that, save, save that yeah. shit for Nerdpocalypse. I'm Yo. sorry, save it that shit was. for Nerdpocalypse. <laughs> that movie's super fucking good. It's entertaining. It's really yeah. Entertaining. Anyway, say so. Headlines. You should, you should watch it, Brad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I will not actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, first up, uh, what's going on? <sighs> EA cancels planned open world Star Wars game. Wait. Yep. What? Um. Oh no, that's the other people. When isn't some? Um... Well, no. So this this was the one that Visceral isn't... was making with Amy Hennig, and then they I got rid that of was Visceral. Like fourteen, fourteen, or whatever. Fuck. No, no, you're you're oh, talking. That, way, that was that was, that was a single player. No, that's yeah. That was LucasArts that was doing mm-hmm. that. But yeah. So 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 again for the timeline for those that don't remember. Visceral Studios uh, with Amy Hennig was working on a single-player Star Wars adventure. Yes. EA got rid of Visceral Studios, took yes. the assets from that game, gave it to the EA Vancouver studio so that they could make an open-world uh, Star Wars game. 
And I guess that is also now done. Is it canceled? It's supposed to be a Star Wars game coming out this year. Yes. What studio is making that? Isn't that the one that's doing the the studio that did? Um, it's Respawn. Yes, Respawn Entertainment that did. Uh, well, there there's a still there's a still in development. They said, and they and it should be releasing. They I said this year. This they year, said the yeah. end of, by the end of this year. Yeah. That ain't happening. I feel like that's not going to work. You know what? I'm, again, I'm telling you, I don't trust EA. EA is I. I would say by this time next year, EA will have lost the license to Star Wars. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys about that. Why the why the fuck is Disney not like stepping in here and being like, "Listen, we you've had this license now for six years, and you've done in that, and they've made right. You have made two two Battlefront games, games, one of which was the most colossal clusterfuck in in video games in in quite some time. I think Star Wars fans at large will come to look at the. EA Star Wars exclusivity license as perhaps one of the biggest mistakes in franchise history. Well, but here's the here's the problem though is that Disney is so in the mindset of just like we don't feel like dealing with video games, so we're more than happy to just license this shit out right. and not worry about it. That mm-hmm. they don't as long as they're making money, they don't care. And Battlefront 2 for all of its issues was profitable. Yeah. <laughs> like it made a shit ton mm-hmm. of money. Um, and that's the only problem you're going to have. Now, if I'm Disney and you care about the prestige of that Star Wars license, which it should be one of the most valuable fucking properties in yeah. video games, I mean, you think. ultimately, some of the best games ever made have been Star Wars games. Like, But, like, like, how would you not be like, all right, EA's fucking up. We yank this shit for them. Hey, Ubisoft, how, how would you like to make fucking Star Wars games? You yeah. think Ubisoft isn't jumping out of their fucking seat like at to what get that license? Like, take some kind of legal action? Because they're like... They're fucking up the brand mm-hmm. as far as as far as uh, like interactive entertainment goes. Like they're fucking it up. So if I'm Disney, I'm like, all right, y'all. Why do y'all keep canceling shit? What are you, what are you doing? This is yeah, like the third game they've canceled at this point. Yeah, like, all right, you gotta at stop. least. No, I mean, like, like they, some kind of like judicial injunction. And in I don't know what they Some's keep like, announcing something. titles and they're like, OK, cool. Like we have our battlefront. We know that's going to come out. You know, we've got dice working on that or whatever. Um and then they keep announcing these, like, you know, either open world RPGs or just like different genres of games that aren't shooty games. And all of those, like, keep getting like six months into development, 12 months into development, 18 months into, into development, and then canceled, and then the studios get shut down. So I just want to know what the fuck is going on. Because I love Star Wars. I want to play Star Wars video games that aren't. Fucking Battlefront. I'm not going to play Battlefront. What Give me something else. Video game. What was the last game that EA came out with that EA um, produced or, or whatever? Published. Or like, published. That wasn't like a game where there was some kind of monetary um, store to it. Mm. Whether it be. It, it was one was like, it Dragon like, Age Inquisition? Like, like speed, yeah. I mean, are you counting indie titles and stuff like that that they're publishing? No. Okay. Because those don't count. Like I'm talking about, like uh, like a a game that they're saying, hey, like a triple A title, triple like A title, and it's going to be a single player triple A title, which I don't even think they do. Dragon I'm Age. going to uh, um, Dragon Age had uh, had no, it well, had I guess type, had, like didn't have that sing- it had multiplayer, had multiplayer, and you could do some kind. Didn't have like a store for that. It didn't have multiplayer. I know that they had. Um, no, had Dragon stuff. Age Inquisition had a multiplayer. Actually. If it did, I it never did. fucking played it. <clears throat> I thought it did, not unless they took it out. 
I don't think it did. In any case, it's, you know, EA is exclusively in the business of um, publishing games that can continue yeah. to make them money after day of release. Which, which, yeah. Uh, I don't Which I don't th- think is inherently think a, mess- a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, I, th- I think it's bad. But I think the you, way that they are going up. about it is bad. I mean, I guess A Way Out technically didn't have <laughs> an extra monetary component. Yeah, Dragon it. Age did have a multiplayer. Did it? It had a multiplayer. It, it had a, yeah. All right. Co-op multiplayer section to it. I don't know if there was a, if there was any kind of like a monetary store or anything like that, but yeah, it had it. Huh. Um, A Way Out. Yeah, that was that dude that was like... Pre- just cussing up a storm. Fuck yeah. the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably didn't have that because he was like, fuck EA. And I guess, I guess, I guess you'd have to go back to Mirror's Edge Catalyst as the last wow. one without like a yeah. microtransaction. And, then that came, like, and they were probably that, like, so. that was a disappointment, even though it may have been good. I don't know. I haven't played it. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't really do games unless they can make money again afterwards. And the way they go about doing it, I guess their most successful would probably be FIFA. Oh, undoubtedly it's the most yeah, successful. FIFA with, um, that whatever the hell mode you you play, ultimate team, ultimate team. How much Million money do you put into that? Do oh do I put into it? Yeah, no more than twenty dollars a year. Okay, so because yeah, the, the, the problem, I feel like they think that they can't make money off of it once the game is released, so they're just kind of like eh, whatever. I mean, that's kind of where they're at right now. Though they yeah. want they want games that they can monetize. Now again, if if you're, I don't inherently have an issue with that if you're keeping it in the realm of cosmetics. Yeah. And I don't even have a problem with Ultimate Team necessarily either um, because they do give you an avenue to earn packs, you know, through playing as well. Slow, mm-hmm. slow going. As no, that's, well, be. that's the thing. They, the, right. the way they do it is like, okay, you can play for this shit or you can just pay for it. We'll make it, we'll make it, make you take five hours to collect whatever you need to, to, to get the, the amount of money so you can unlock this one pack or you can just pay a dollar ninety nine. Right, but I, like I said, I feel, I feel like we're, I do feel like we're, we're deviating. There. Just it, like the Star Wars thing is just yeah, unconscionable. Like I don't, under, just I just don't understand why. I understand you want to make money, but you have this license for even if, even if you have a game that doesn't have any micro, it's just a single player game, no microtransactions. If the game is good, if you have Star Wars attached to it, people will buy it. Yeah, you'll make a lot of front end sales, and I, I feel like that that when you are a publisher that has the microtransaction business that they have. To supplement that, I think you it's it is okay to put out a game that is just a game that will sell really well if it's a good game. Yeah, not every single one of your games need to have microtransactions though. Just put out a really, really like fucking God of War. A game sold very well, no microtransactions, and it won game of the year. And everybody played it. <laughs> Come on, yo. What what else do you fucking need? You're so, one of the biggest goddamn companies in the world as far as video games is concerned. Stop being so fucking greedy. Anyway, hmm. I, again, this is why I don't trust them niggas, which is probably <laughs> why I'm not going to pick up Anthem. Because it's them. Yeah, um, just wait until me and Mike are fucking hyping mm-hmm. off, off the chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, I might get it like a year later. Um, next up, Mortal Kombat 11 revealed. Uh, oh, damn. Wow. We, we have been off for a week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Well, that, that was revealed like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, uh, it sure is Mortal Kombat. The, it's, yeah, it is. Uh, Another Realm Studios revealed new details for Mortal Kombat 11 during a live event in LA back on, like, what was that, like the 18th? It was two, two, thir- two Thursdays ago. Yeah, 17th. Um, yeah, so they, they showed it. They had a bunch of gameplay. Um, they had six characters to, seven characters to play. 
uh, during that. Um, they made it a lot slower than the the more recent ones is the biggest thing that I noticed. Um, and then actually started looking at it a little bit more and people that actually got to play it. They said that the game feels more like a street fighter game. Interesting. Than um, than like the fast paced Mortal Kombat nine and X, um, footsie is a lot more footsies based. The combos aren't crazy long. Uh, it looks like they went more towards, they're going more towards the um, injustice model. You still have a block button, and everything like that, but like injustice had combos, but they weren't like mortal Kombat combos. Um, but even slower than that is what this game is going is going for, um, and it looks like they're adding the so kind of a, a, a variant of the gear system that they had. Yep, in Injustice yeah. as well. Yeah, they are. Um, they have two different meters instead of like the run meter and the whatever the hell meter they had at the bottom. Like the X the X ray meter. The, or whatever yeah, they the have a called. an offensive meter and a defensive meter now that constantly regenerates during the match. Um, so they don't, the x-ray moves are a little bit different. They will, you can only pull those off when you have like 15% health left and you can only do it once in a match. Oh, uh, like the called, fatal, like, the fatal blow yeah, fatal or whatever. Blow. It's, it's, basically took, so takes, take, took over the, um, x-ray moves. Uh, yeah, they change it a lot. Some people don't like it. Some people that are like the more fast paced shit. And some people are like, yeah, this is, I might be able to dig into this. Like I, I, I've noticed a lot of people that I know play street fighter are looking, they're looking close at this. Like, Hmm. This might I mean, me I mean, the mar- the market is there for it. I mean, yeah. Capcom has done nothing if not fuck up Street Fighter Five, <laughs> left and right. So, um, so I'm this- looking. I'm I'm curious to see because I like I like Mortal Kombat. I'm curious to see how this actually plays once it releases. This comes on like April this year. Yeah, yeah and April apparently 30th. the new the, the one of the new characters, Garrus, they announced um, can add or take away time from the match clock. That's one of his abilities as well. That's kind of fucking crazy. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work into the uh, into thing as well. They have a new villain in the game uh, called Chronica. Um, okay, sure. So apparently uh, Baraka's coming back. Scarlet's coming back. Uh, yeah. Shao Kahn is the bonus character. Ronda Rousey's voicing Sonya Blade now. Ronda Rousey's voicing Sonya Blade. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I ain't mad about it. Yeah. So I mean, the game, looks, the game looks really fucking good. I mean... When also, apparently, there's going to be uh, more details coming out basically by the time this episode drops because Nether Realms is doing their next live stream on uh, January 30th. Hmm. So, well, there you go. Maybe we'll have be, more to talk about to next episode. Multi, there's going to be a beta for this game, too, weirdly enough. Good. For a fighting game. So, I think they had a beta for Dragon Ball. Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. I like okay. two. And I, yeah, and then they're doing it for Jump Force. That's actually not as weird as I'm making it sound. <laughs> Force, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't able to get into the Jump Force beta, and I'm almost, I don't really care because <laughs> uh, I think I think the, I think like the Jump Force beta is uh, prioritized towards Japan for some reason. So yeah. like wonder it was why. Open for like 11 a.m. to 12 on like right. a fucking Sunday after Sunday morning. What the fuck kind of weird ass time? All right, whatever. Anyway. Next up, Nintendo scraps current development on Metroid 4, Prime 4. Hands title off to Retro Studios. Wait, Retro Studios did the original. Yeah, take, right? they it, did the away, originals. Yeah, those games are fucking dope. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Nintendo released a video of um, Shinya Takahashi, who's the senior managing executive officer at Nintendo. And it's basically just him being like, hey, guys. So, we know we haven't talked really 
at all about Metroid Prime 4 in like two years. <laughs> so let's talk about Metroid Prime 4. Basically, he said uh, the development progress didn't really come up to snuff for what Nintendo wanted. Um, so they are handing off development to Retro, which did the first three Metroid Prime titles and also did the more recent Donkey Kong Country titles. They did Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, both of which, particularly Tropical Freeze, were quite good. So I found some more information about this story um, after the fact. So apparently they were doing like a collaborative development with a lot of different studios in Japan where they were developing it across multiple studios. Apparently I, I had heard the rumor that Bandai Namco was sort of the head developer on right. this. And apparently that they were, they were fucking up um, and it was just not going well. And apparently retro knowing this made like a build or something that were just like, Hey guys, look what our idea for Metroid Prime is like. <laughs> Remember and, us, nigga? right? <laughs> like, and, and fucking uh, and 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 Kinsuke Tanabe was like, I like this one, and we're gonna go ahead and do that. So they're literally taking everything that's been done for this game, scrapping it, throwing and it starting straight fresh, right. in the trash, and starting over with retro, and starting fresh with retro, which is which is wild. Um, I mean, it is wild to think about because. You have that's to a, assume that's a lot that, of, that's a lot of lost, sunk costs. That I you mean, can't it, recoup, so. you have to assume that by the time that they announced this, which was at E3 2017, by the time that they announced this, it had presumably been in development or at least a pre-development process at Nintendo for several months, um, and then was in active development using whatever collaborative process they were using at Nintendo for the last year and a half, and then for them to go, so. Uh, we're starting over. Uh, it's, it's a big deal, but I, I'm also like, I really respect the transparency that Nintendo has presented us with this process for them to be like, Hey, you know what? We didn't like where it was going. We have to start over, but we're starting over with retro and we're excited about it now. Uh, so it's going to take a lot longer than we thought, but we're just letting you know what the hell happened. I respect the hell out of that. So, and I mean, I guess they figured that you know they couldn't. I mean, let's let's be frank. Um, I think that after the last main Metroid game that came out, I'm not counting Savage Returns. Other um, M. Other M. Was <laughs> a fucking dumpster. That was the one game. Ooh. That was from um. What the hell? Well, I don't remember. From the from Team Ninja, the Team, Team Ninja, Ninja yeah. um, mm-hmm. Metroid game. Um, they can't afford for like, like if prime four comes out and it's garbage, then Metroid's done. Like you're never going to see another mainline, another 3d Metroid. No, it would, it would be going the way of star Fox. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think they know it's important for them to get this right. Even though Metroid, not a huge seller in the grand scheme of things in the Nintendo catalog. No. Um, but uh, so I, I appreciate the fact they're getting it right. It really sucks. I was looking forward to prime four. I'm arguably looking more forward to it now, knowing that retro Studios is attached to it, who made the other fucking games. I don't know why they weren't considered for yeah, this that's one. Strange to me. I think um, in the first place, it Just may have been a situation. Yeah, it was because they were working on Donkey Kong. Yeah, I, I Donkey Kong. Right. Um, so I, um, I mean, I imagine they felt like they couldn't possibly do. They they weren't going to get to another E three without talking about this, and they probably weren't going to get to another Nintendo Direct without talking about it either. 
Um, last year, they said they didn't want to, you know, tease the fans over and over again until they were closer to actually completing the game. Um, I mean, again, this was teased with literally just a fucking title card <laughs> at E3 2017. So, I mean, I, I'm i not a huge Metroid fan. I love the lore. Um, I love Samus as a character. I'm just, I am not good at Metroid. I'm I'm not good at the 2D games. I'm not good at the 3D games. But I respect the amount of work that goes into polishing the overall Metroid experience. Um so obviously my assumption was that Metroid Prime 4 would have been their holiday 2019 big sort of more mature release. Obviously that is no longer the case. So we'll have to see what what else Nintendo has going on this year? Yeah, they're tough to read because they don't like to announce stuff in, until it's a couple months out. So it's um, it, it's it, like they have a couple games coming out this year. Obviously, the new Animal Crossing, supposedly the new you know Gen Eight Pokemon. Yeah, that that's others, sort of so. it as far as like mainline Nintendo franchises. Um, a lot of people are sort of expecting a. Uh, like a Zelda remake of some sort. A lot of people are pulling for Skyward Sword, which I would be super down for. Yeah, I'm okay without that. Well. <laughs> See? Okay. Uh, next up, <clears throat> Quantic Dreams receives funding from Chinese company NetEase, and they're going to be doing multi-platform games. Quantic yes, Dream are. can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, David Cage can come the... over here and kiss my ass personally. I can't stand him. I can't stand any of those fucking overwrought, heavy-handed, metaphorical bullshit games that he comes out with trying to make a statement, but he can really only see the world through the lens of a privileged white man, so it comes off like he's just basically toasting a piece of white bread and trying to call it art. No, I'm, fuck, fuck him. Uh, Terrence, the what killer? The origami, origami. Yeah, the or- origami. Origami. That you pronounced that correctly. Uh, um, <laughs> heavy rain. Yeah, that yeah. Was the last one I played was heavy rain. Jason. <laughs> Jason. Sean. Sean. So, like, apparently, apparently, Detroit was fine. Um, if if a little ham-handed. Yeah, a little ham-handed, as we talked about on the show before. Um, look, if you are a fan of Quantic Streams games, uh, this is good. If you don't own a PS4, yeah, um, you know they should be appearing on Xbox One, Switch, and PC now. So good for them. Um, always good, I guess, when uh, second party studios can kind of venture out on their own and do their own thing. So yeah, so that's we'll see what comes next from them. I'm sure we'll see another game for them in like six years. That's how long <laughs> they take to make stuff. And at that point, I don't think anybody's going to give a fuck. Uh, but hey, who knows? Do they have like a really big audience as far as Quantic Dreams? Go? No, they don't. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think Detroit sold fairly well. Um, it, I don't. I don't know f- figures, but because mm. it looked good and people probably bought it. With, like, the production the value on yeah, Quantic Dreams games really is good. spectacular. But clearly, all this guy wants to do is just make shitty movies. So I don't understand why he just takes a fraction of the cost it takes to make a video game and just make a shitty movie instead. I mean, you could say the same about Hideo Kojima. So. Hideo yeah. Kojima should also just make shitty movies. 
I agree. He needs to just like fucking stop touching Mads Mikkelsen's dick long enough to finish a video game. Speaking of Mads Mikkelsen, you should watch Polar. That movie's fucking crazy. I anyway. heard it was not very good, but um, that's <laughs> <laughs> look, I enjoyed it because there was a lot of violence. All right, um, it's really fucking violent. Uh, right. Next up, Metroid Exodus stitches Steam to become an Epic Games Store exclusive, and right. Valve is fucking mad about they're it. Big, they're big, bad they're big mad. <laughs> they are big mad. They're literally like stopping in a corner, being like, "That's not fair!" Like. Well, fuck you, Valve. Yeah. Well, and here, well, so here, so here's the the difference between this and Division Two is that they had already been taking pre-sales for Metro Exodus on Steam. Sure, and one. Steam would have a point in things not being fair if the Epic Store wasn't going to honor those pre-sales. Well, no, not but they not, are. Not, it's like, not even that. It's not even, it, like it's not Epic Store's doing it. Deep Silver saying, hey, the people that pre-ordered it will still sell you the game on Steam. Right. You'll still get access to the DLC on Steam. Right. But if you haven't pre-ordered it yet, you got to come over here. Right. Here's the best part. On Steam, the game was regularly $59.99. On the Epic Store, it's going to be $49.99. Now, I did some, I did some <laughs> number crunching. Even though they're taking a $10 reduction in price... Deep Silver is still going to earn more from every every Epic Games yeah, Store sale than they were on Steam. That's right, because they, they give a, a bigger cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A significantly <laughs> bigger cut. Well. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What, like, what, what, so what are you like, going to do, Gabe? You're going to fucking stomp your feet in, in the corner and whine that none of your beloved Steam publishers want to publish exclusively on Steam anymore? This is the kind of shit that's going to make people go to Epic. Yo, all because of fucking Fortnite. I'm about to say, much much like Fortnite came <laughs> like, from fucking nowhere to take the games world by storm. In two months, two months, yes. we have two high-profile third-party games that are being like, fuck off, Steam. We're going to come over here to the Epic Game Store. And this, like, make no bones about it. The end result of this, and I don't know if it's going to take six months, a year, two years, but the end result is Steam is going to take that cut from 30%, and it's going to be down to fucking 12. Yeah. You can bet your bottom dollar that that shit is going to happen at some point because you cannot lose. Like, like fucking Epic Game Store sitting here like the Michael fucking Scott Paper Company coming in and undercutting Dunder Mifflin <laughs> left and right, <laughs> coming out of nowhere, and fucking David Wallace is like, what the fuck is going on? Yep. This is fucked up. And again, so. all because... All because of Fortnite. Fortnite has made Burn it down. Fortnite forever. That's so crazy. One game has mm-hmm. made them like a formidable opponent to, to Steam. Or, or pr- going to make them switch. Are so low? Because we have all the money in the world. Because <laughs> we're rich. I cannot believe... If you had, had you told me fucking Fortnite... What's going to reshape the entire the, fucking how industry? How much is actual Fortnite? Like the game, it's the, free. The tow- no, free. no, 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 no. The tower building Fortnite, the actual oh, for, game. Min- Fortnite. Minimum, minimum, not of $40. the not the battle royal shit that they just offshoot oh, of the here's, actual here's, game. Here's the best part: is it's forty bucks. They're talking about making that free to play because they're like, what the fuck? Do Whatever. We like, <laughs> right. After money. Whatever. Yo, that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. This free to play. Wow. <laughs> Wait, where's um? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. What's that game called? Where, underground. PUBG. I mean, PUBG. Uh, PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? They Nothing. released it on PS4 like last month. I don't think anybody bought it. Nothing. <sighs> Jesus Christ. That shit needs to go free to play. We'll see. It needs to. Yeah. Like, you can't. If they want to catch Fortnite. up. No, you can't. <sighs> That's insane. 
Fortnite released a far more polished, far more fun version of the Battle Royale mechanism yeah. while PUBG was still struggling in fucking Xbox early access. Yo, that game like, played like trash. Yeah, that's why people Even bailed. on Xbox One X. That's Yo, the, the very swift rise and even swifter fall of Player Unknown Battlegrounds is uh, something something worth documenting at some point. I think someone's I think. probably going to do that. Like, I'm gonna say, I don't, I don't think I don't someone's already. You can say it, they've maybe. fallen though. Uh, honestly, is anyone playing it? I'd have to imagine that people. PUBG still used are. to be the number one game on on Twitch. Right? Is I it know, is it I'm even within like, the top fifty? Like, like, but it, but I'm saying like it's it's fallen from astronomical heights to just being. Eh. Above average in terms I don't even of know like play. I don't even think it's above average anymore. Like check Twitch to see where, where that where that you is. You know what? I'm doing it right now while we're fucking while, <laughs> while you're while you're moving on to the next story. I'm going to check to see. Yeah, speaking uh, of where, Fortnite, where it ranks yeah, exactly. Speaking of Fortnite, next up, Fortnite save the world uh, mode, getting rid of blind loot boxes. Whoa, hold on. X-ray llamas. This this sentence sounds so stupid. Now <laughs> yeah. show their contents before opening. What the fuck is going on? What? So the the llamas, they're pinatas. They're the loot boxes. So the uh the pinatas in the game, they run fifty V bucks, and they're up until now, they're luck of the draw, skins, weapons, so on and so forth. X-ray llamas will be the same fifty V buck price. And if players don't like what's going to be in that, they don't have to buy it. They can just wait until the next day. Oh. <laughs> so real quick, um, PUBG is like still top 10 on Twitch. And oh. like as I'm looking right now, it has 20,000 concurrent viewers like oh. at this at this very moment in time. So oh, that's not bad. And that's and that's with Kingdom Hearts and Resident Evil kind of clogging up the top of the charts just because they just came out yeah. right now. So. Hmm, that's yeah. interesting. I'm surprised. Well, twenty thousand. That's still probably that's that's a. It's just, I mean, it's the same as Overwatch is right now. So I mean, well, Overwatch. Yeah. Mm. Overwatch is still popular. It's not it like is. It's I like Overwatch. Is still very good, but like, I don't really count that <laughs> on Twitch. Uh, what is what's what's number one? Like, oh, I mean, you know, it's Fortnite. Fortnite. It's Fortnite. Fortnite? Fortnite. So what's yeah. number two? What's that other game? Uh, uh, League of Legends. Yeah, of Legends. that's yeah. What, that was always number one. I swear, every time I turn on Twitch, League of Legends, I'm like, yo, just. This shit is boring. League of Legends sucks. That game sucks. It's not fun to play. Don't play League. Fun. Like it just doesn't. But I, I played League. I played League for a hot minute back in 2012. Then I quit because it sucks. Well, there you go. Uh, so yeah, you got like X-ray llamas where you can see what the fuck you're gonna purchase with your hard-earned hard-earned money or your hard-earned money. Can we can we be, can money. we be done with can we be done with loot boxes at this point? Nope. No, because that's where EA makes all their money. And Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Are they still doing that um that uh, mobile uh Diablo? Diablo? Yeah, they're not gonna they're not just gonna scrap it just because <laughs> a couple cause, just because a couple fucking you know fanboys got the new face at a at a con. But I mean Yeah, they're doing it. Listen, that, that game people can throw shit at that game. I'm sure the game is gonna be good. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not Diablo Four. It's not what you wanted. You're still gonna fucking play it. Just shut up. Stop, stop fucking crying like about it. A console. Uh, if it, if it's successful enough, sure. If and, if and if it'll work on console, I don't know enough about the game to yeah. to be able to speak on that. Um, but yeah, listen, I I I, I just the, the reaction for that, and and again, I I, I blamed 
Blizzard for not knowing their audience in that moment. But at the same <laughs> time, I think, I think like, the yeah, reaction I phone, was, I I played a the game reaction was a little overdone at <laughs> the time. So um, that is it for headlines. Uh, we will do all of our housekeeping now. Because uh, I know some of you do tune out before we do the wrestle talk. Um, so again, don't forget to go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, whatever you buy anything on Amazon, big or small. Jeff Bezos doesn't have enough money, so give him as much as you can. <laughs> but while you're giving Jeff Bezos money, you are giving us money as well, which helps support your favorite video game podcast. So we thank you uh, for those of you who use our Amazon link. Uh, don't forget to join our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Just search at Dense Pixels. Subscribe to the podcast. Go to youtube.com slash Dense Pixels. Subscribe there. Uh, follow us on Twitch. Uh, Carrie is very active yeah. on her Twitch channel. I'm, uh, streaming, Carrie. I'm streaming basically twice a week. Um, I streamed Monday this week. Um, that was like my weeknight stream. Normally I would do like a Tuesday or a Thursday. But since all of my friends are playing Kingdom Hearts, I figured why should I stream to an empty chat room? <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll be back next week with uh, more Golden Sun. I'm coming up on the end of the first game. I'm actually doing like a 100% run of Golden Sun. Um, so I'm doing like the uh, optional extra boss area right now. So yep. we'll see how that goes. Uh, Probably badly. Uh, Terrence there's Apparition 410. He plays Dragon Ball Fighters uh, on his Twitch channel usually. Yep. Uh, I am Dense Pixels Brad. Uh, you can follow me, but I don't usually stream there. I usually stream on DensePixels.com. Or youtube.com slash densepixels. So if you want to see me play stuff, that is where you would go for that. Um, so that is all of our video game talk this week. Uh, we will transition now into our review of Royal Rumble 2019. And yes, Carrie is staying <laughs> for the review. Uh, yeah. She probably watched more than I did. Yeah. It's very possible. Um, I'm going to run through the pre-show really quick uh, because it was relatively inconsequential. Uh, Razor of the Authors of Pain had to team with Scott Dawson of the Revival against the tag team champs uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable in a non-title match. They lost. It was completely inconsequential. Uh, Rusev lost his United States title to former champion Shinsuke Nakamura after Rusev accidentally knocked Lana off of the apron and she hurt her ankle. Bookmark that in the back of your mind because <laughs> it would actually become very important later in the night, though we had no idea at the time. And then Buddy Murphy... Uh, retain the Cruiserweight Championship in a fatal four-way match against Kaliso, Hideo Itami, and Akira Tozawa, uh, which was a decent match, as we have come to expect from the Cruiserweights. Uh, let us start with the main card, our first match of the night. Asuka defending and retaining her, her uh, SmackDown Women's Championship against the man, uh, Becky Lynch. I, I like Asuka a lot. This was a so very like good match. I feel like I should explain myself, given that I have typically <laughs> not stayed for the wrestle talk. Um, I have a lot of friends who are very into pro wrestling, and it's just like I feel like I've absorbed a lot of the culture through osmosis over the last year, and I finally just like embraced that. No, you know what? Wrestling is just anime, and <laughs> and it's something that I would probably really enjoy. And Asuka is the most anime. And I she, like her a lot. Really awesome. She she's got that good hip check. She does. She screams in Japanese I'm constantly during the match, which is which is fantastic. Um, it's funny when she has to cut a promo because she does the same thing that a lot of Japanese speakers who don't have a great grasp on English do, which is to speak very slowly and loudly mm -hmm. when they talk. Um, but they they do a good job of protecting her for that. She gets her point across pretty well. 
um, without doing that. There was a point in this match, the, wor- the worst spot of this match that I saw um, was when Asuka, they were both on the ring apron, and Asuka did like a neck breaker. Yeah, that was terrible. That almost killed both of them. I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> it's a good thing they know how to bump, because somebody, yeah. yeah, somebody not trained would have broken their fucking neck. Yeah. <laughs> now, what Straight was, up. What was super interesting to me um, is that the finish of the match is that Asuka put Becky into the Asuka lock and then kind of flipped over. Uh, so she was kind of like doing a bridging version, which looked very painful. I've seen and, that move before. I don't know what it's called, though. It is, it is a specific uh, uh, move, but I don't know what it's called. I've never, I've never seen it before that I can recall. Mm. Um, Not in the and WWE. Becky Lynch uh, tapped out clean as a whistle. I was a little bit surprised about that. Asuka did need a win. Um, she won the title, of course, in a TLC match, uh, which did not require her to pin or submit anybody. Uh, so that's always not a very strong way to win the title. So having her um, with a strong finish is probably the way to go. I was surprised that they did this to Becky Lynch. But again, bookmark this uh, in the back of your head because it may or may not become relevant later tonight. <laughs> um. So I, I was I was amused as we were watching the next match because Carrie's husband Chris uh, thought Shane McMahon was someone's crazy uncle. I mean, he looks like someone's crazy <laughs> I mean, uncle. Like he? it's he teamed <laughs> like, he teamed with the Miz um, against the Bar, yes. and like the the Miz basically my exposure to the Miz at the celebrity softball game during all-star week last year was sort of the catalyst that got the ball rolling for me to like gain a lot more interest in pro wrestling in general um because he played in the celebrity softball game and he was a perfect heel in the celebrity softball game as well um so to see him standing next to shane mcmahon like it literally looks like a young lad and then his fat drunk uncle like (laughs) It does not help that Shade gets so like beat faced whenever yeah. he's wrestling. <laughs> it's, it's not good, um, but he's in course, surprisingly good shape. He is in surprisingly yeah, he's good fucking shape. big. It's <laughs> a, a large lad. So the thing that I'll never understand about Shane McMahon matches is that whenever he does anything, the announcers like lose their mind that they're so blown away that Shane McMahon is able to do these crazy things. I'm like. Have you not watched wrestling for the last 20 years, guys? Like, where have you been? He's a fucking Like, Shane man, McMahon is a, a psychopath. He's crazy. He's a psychopath. Um, and again, like, th- th- this dude literally almost beat The Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell <laughs> at WrestleMania. Why are you, how are you impressed? <laughs> He's just a wrestler at this point. Um, they, they, so they did the thing in this where they, they teased all of Shane's big spots like they teased him doing the flying elbow onto the announce table they tease or uh, i shouldn't even call that the flying elbow i call that the like the waving your hands in the air elbow as you're falling he has to do like a smooth elbow he like waves his arms as he's falling down whenever he does that elbow drop um they tease the coast to coast you didn't get to see it he can do that by the way Gary. like that's that's his like actual signature move he can fly across the entire ring and kick somebody not diagonally not diagonally, like, like straight, just line. straight across. Um, but I, I, I did forget, and I know we've seen it before. That I did forget that he could actually perform a shooting star press, which is the finish of the match. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> I was impressed. He just laid flat on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was like, Pomp. okay, well, that's a real. So, one. 
Miz and Shane McMahon are your new SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. Uh, shout out to Stu because, of course, they celebrated at ringside with the Miz's dad. Uh, Stu inquiring, is the Miz's dad now able to defend the tag team titles thanks to the Freebird rule? Possibly. We haven't gotten an actual ruling on that yet. Uh, we will find out. Carrie, the Freebird rule is when you have a stable of three guys. Mm-hmm. Um, when they win the tag team titles... Any combination of the two of them can defend them. So, like when the new like day, the new day. Right. when the tag team titles, I any do like two the new day. Defend it. Yeah, I do. Li- would, I like uh, them very much. Uh, they showed it. Well, I mean, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Yeah, they were in the men's the men's rumble, of course. Um, Ronda Rousey wrestled in arguably the best match that I've seen her in here against Sasha Banks. That includes the Charlotte Flair match. Uh, at Survivor Series that she was in. Uh, Ronda Rousey wins here to retain her Raw Women's Championship. So the thing that I enjoyed the most about Rousey in this match is that she turned up the pro wrestling because she did, she mocked Sasha's like side strut. Um, She, you know, mocked her with the, you know, the four horsemen thing, of course, as we, as we went, Sasha Banks looked like a million dollars. I, they should probably just fucking move her over to SmackDown. And let her compete for that title, honestly. Like her and Bailey are probably going to win the women's tag team titles next month, um, if I had to guess. Mm. But I'd rather them put a put a regular belt on her. Um, I enjoy inter- watching Ronda Rousey wrestle quite a bit. I know that she's not like a good human person because <laughs> she's like kind of transphobic and has maybe kind of said some really questionable things about like the Sandy Hook shooting and whatnot. So like in terms of like real life Ronda Rousey, uh, wrestling Ronda Rousey, sure, she's fun to watch. She has like I don't know what it is, like she's really smooth in how she executes moves and shit like that. And it, and it's and it's funny cuz like I was telling you, very few people have made the jump from being a regular athlete in, in, in such a short amount of time to being a really good at the pro wrestling mm-hmm. part of it. Um, and she is very good in the ring. Now, promos can still use a little bit of work. Uh, the, <clears throat> the promo that I saw, because uh, I, I didn't watch, I don't think I watched any any of this match. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what that was doing. Uh, but the promo that she cut, I guess it may have been like a couple days ago. It was way better than when she first came in. Like well, her, her problem, her problem bounds. is she still she still like stutters over her words sometimes. Mm. Like like you you never forget that she's someone who's not born of this business, yeah. right? Um, and, and she even does, like she cut that smiling shit out. She did, yeah. and and like I don't know if you watched Raw, and we'll I talk about Raw a little bit um, after this because of the what the Rumble matches would lead to. Um, her promo that she had on Raw this week was decent, but it was still like she would get caught up on some of the more you know the tougher lines. Mm. Um, I'm super happy that they actually had Sasha lose by pinfall, not submission in this match, um, because it ke- it keeps Sasha super strong, um, so that she just doesn't get tapped out by Rousey, just like everybody else. Um, that tells me that they have big plans for her down the road, so they want to keep her credible. But so the the thing the thing that I need to know, all of this four horsewoman talk, what's it fucking building towards? Because they're really starting to ramp this shit up now. Um, with, you know, with Rousey throwing it out there and Banks and, and Becky, um, throwing that shit out there a lot now too. I mean, if it doesn't lead to a, to a match, uh, then what's the fucking point? But I feel like the other three of Rousey's cohorts are still a little bit further behind to be able to have a good match. Uh, if you're going to do that, that feud. 
Who was three? Who who? Was so three? it's so so the the Rousey stable is her, Shayna Baszler, uh, Jasmine Duke, and Rena Shafir. I have no who clue are who the fuck? Well, the, the well the other three are in NXT are <laughs> no. all in NXT right now. Oh, okay. Um, and then of course on the <clears throat> WWE side, it's Banks, it's Charlotte, it's Becky Lynch, and it's Bailey. Yeah, are the four are the four horsewomen of WWE. Um, but just the fact that they're ramping it up so hard makes me think like they want to build it towards something. But again, the other three that are in NXT have to be have to become much better wrestlers before you can kind of hold them in the ring against four of the best female wrestlers on the planet right now. Honestly. So we shall see. Uh, the women's Royal rumble was up next. Uh, for my money, this uh, shit was, was good for my money. It was better <laughs> than the men's. Uh, I I'm for the second year in a row. I think the women's match was better uh, than the men's Royal rumble. I mean, was. honestly, like the, the appeal of, the the women's end of WWE right now is like far greater for me personally than the appeal of the men's end. Like I know who way more of the women's wrestlers are. Like I'm looking at the list of the guys who competed in the in the men's end and I'm like, I don't I don't know who most of these guys are. But like I know who most of the women are. Um Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was really long. Well, it's funny because so like last year was the first one, and they leaned on a lot of nostalgia talent coming in yeah, to help I fill out the that. fill out the roster a little bit. Uh, this year they did not do that at all. Actually, there were no, there weren't any nostalgia acts um, this year. Instead, they supplemented uh, the women's wrestlers with a couple NXT folks. Um, there were a the, handful. You had yeah, a couple, um, couple of the surprise. I have uh, Zia Lee uh, to pop the China crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candice LeRae. Was in the match, uh, Casey Cotanzaro. That's my girl. Uh, That's who I'm pulling for now. Shout out to Towson. As soon as as soon as I saw her, I was like, I know her. <laughs> she went to Towson when I was there. Uh, yep. Yeah, she's mostly known as an American Ninja Warrior. I guess I like I hadn't heard that she had signed on to do NXT at all, and I like looked it up, and I was like, cool. Yeah. That's my girl now. Like that's I will stand forever for Casey Catanzaro. Yeah. Uh Kyrie Sane was in the match. Uh Io I will Shirai. also stand forever for Kyrie Sane. <laughs> and uh and Ray Ripley. Those were your those were your surprises uh in the match. You had a lot of really fun moments. Uh the women between Naomi and Casey Cotanzaro out Kofi'd Kofi this year. Uh in term in terms of the rumble saves. Casey um, had I would I would say she had the best one because she got knocked out. She landed flat on her ass, but the rules were your feet had to touch the ground. So Correct. she like scooted over, flipped herself into a handstand, handstand walked back into the ring and flipped herself back up. And I'm like, I'm very yeah, here for this. Yeah. She and she also like scurried, she also like kind of tree stumped up the uh ring post yeah. as well in order to get back in the ring, which is pretty cool. And then yeah, Naomi just jumped from the fucking barricade to the ring steps. Yeah. Um a la Kofi a couple of years ago. Uh, but so 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 the best Terrence, did you watch the women's rumble match? I watched. I think I watched more of the women's rumble match than. Okay. <laughs> so I I don't know if you know, um, Naomi and Mandy Rose have been beefing like hardcore on SmackDown I don't lately. Know who Mandy Rose is. She is I really one don't of watch the, wrestling. At all. She's small. That's fair. She is. Um. So they they've been beefing hardcore. Like Mandy's trying to like was trying to like drive a wedge in between Naomi and 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 uh, Jimmy Uso. Just for the just for the, the hell of it, that's been like the storyline for no. the past couple of weeks, and uh, so and she beat Naomi on SmackDown last week. Well, of course Naomi gets in the match, makes a fucking beeline for 
eliminates her almost right away and then has to go through all the rigmarole to save herself um, once she almost gets tossed out. As soon as she like goes through all this production of running down the barricade and then jumping over, she's like, yeah, I did it. Here comes fucking Manny Rose to fucking just pull her off the steps <laughs> and knock her onto the floor anyway, just to keep that heat on her as Wait, well. But so, she already got taken out, right? She already was taken out, but she still just hung out at ringside and then just fucking knocked her down. Oh, but can uh, a person that's been taken out take somebody out? They do that shit all the time. You know that. Oh, that's why does that count? Uh, I don't because there's so no stupid. rules in the Royal Rumble except <laughs> like, two feet have to hit the floor. I mean, for fuck's sake, Hulk Hogan pulled fucking Sid Sid Justice out of the ring to win the match for Ric Flair yeah. the one year, even though he was on the fucking floor because Hogan was mad that he got eliminated because that was a, a total that, Hulk that Hogan. That rule was always so stupid to me. Like, okay, you. I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Um, Zelina Vega had pro- uh, one of the more memorable uh, bits in the Rumble. Well, well had, yeah. had the memorable entrance. Yeah, she, she came the out with the, with the Vega mask and the claw from fucking yeah. Street Fighter. But she, she ends up um, leaving out of the ring and then hiding underneath of, underneath of the ring. And like every time someone would get eliminated on that camera side, she would like poke her head out. And then like... <laughs> like, like a fucking weird gremlin underneath <laughs> the mat. And, and they paid this off by having Hornswoggle also appear under the ring. Another weird her, gremlin. Yeah, chase her basically out of the map. Well, that's where Hornswoggle lives, Carrie. Okay, um, well, I don't know these things. Yeah. All I know is that there was suddenly a small goblin chasing a woman <laughs> twice his size there, of there the was one, About ten years ago, and this this tells you how far WWE's come, there was once a major angle um, where they had they teased that Vince McMahon had an illegitimate son. And they couldn't Jesus figure out Christ. where to go with it. And so the way they paid it off was for it to be Hornswoggle. And they just <laughs> kind of paid it off in two seconds, and that was it. Um, so what else we have here? So, yeah, Alexa Bliss came back. Uh, they made her look fucking fierce for mm-hmm. the first uh, few minutes that she was in the match. But, of course, the major um, the major storyline in the match. So Lana comes out at 28, and she's hobbling down to the ring very slowly, because her her ankle is still wrapped from the attack that she suffered by uh, earlier in the night. Well, by the accidental yeah. knocking off yeah. the apron by Rusev. Yes. Um, when Nia Jax comes down at 29, uh, <laughs> she would attack Lana uh, as she was coming down to the ring, because of course she did, because Nia Jax, huge fucking heel. I like Nia Jax a lot. It's it, she has a very interesting arc uh, in this evening. <laughs> yeah, uh, which we'll talk yeah, about. She really <laughs> fucking did. I was like, this is okay. I'm like, oh, we got a huge bitch. I'm here for the huge bitch, always. <laughs> so then, after Carmella comes down at thirty for the last entrant in the rash, all of a sudden crowd starts going fucking wild. Becky Lynch comes down to the aisle, and she's talking to Dave Finley, pleading with him. To let her take Lana's spot in the Rumble match. And Dave Finley's like, I can't do it, I can't do it. Which, to be fair, Dave Finley, not an on-screen authority figure. So I don't know why the fuck she was appealing to him and he can make this call. <laughs> I don't know why, like, Stephanie McMahon just didn't, like, come out from the back and be like, go get him. Like, that would have been way more effective, I think, if you'd had that happen. But eventually he's like, all right, just go ahead. And so Becky Lynch comes down to the ring. The crowd's losing their fucking mind, um, as you'd expect. Uh, and, and look at I, I just appreciate the long form storytelling of this completely innocuous like injury that Lana suffers earlier in the night that you don't think twice about because it's something that you see in a wrestling match all the time, leading to this very elaborate um, plan down the road. Right. Um, 
of course, you get uh, Becky Lynch getting injured by Nia Jax, um, who, of course, the, the history there, Carrie, is that uh, before the Survivor Series, which is when Raw faces off against SmackDown, um, Becky Lynch led an invasion of Raw with all the SmackDown women. And Nia Jax uh, accidentally legit punched her in the face and broke her, <laughs> broke her, broke her. Broke her oh no, bone. yeah, no. I, I have a friend where she's like covered in blood and yeah, just like still yeah. fighting and whatnot. And but that never got resolved. Like that was like, and and what they've done is they've made Nia a huge heel based off of that. Okay. Based on her fucking up. Was they, she a face before? Into, she was a face before. Okay. They couldn't help. They could not help but uh. But make her into a giant heel because the crowd fucking hated her because it cost it cost them seeing Becky versus Ronda. That right. was supposed to be the match at Survivor Series. Um, so we never got that paid off. And so you're going to you're going to see it here. Now, she injures Becky Lynch's knee um, and and eventually Nia or Nia gets knocked out. It's down to Charlotte and Becky. Charlotte was the odds on favorite going into the match. Uh, I like Charlotte a lot, too. She's yeah, I like awesome. Charlotte. She's, she is. She's, she's fucking, fucking awesome. <laughs> And uh, Becky is apparently getting the greatest uh, Rocky build that I've ever seen <laughs> from any wrestler ever because she was like legit like my knees fucked up like I, but I'm going to go. I'm going to wrestle like they're sitting there about to award the match to Charlotte. She's like she leaps into the ring and is like no and of course the crowd's losing their fucking mind and Charlotte Flair should have like fucked that knee up. Like I don't know why she's <laughs> why she didn't throw the figure four on immediately and just fucking cripple her. Um, but Becky Becky survives. Uh, she she wins the match, wins the Royal Rumble, despite not being officially entered in it. Uh, and she's going to WrestleMania, probably in the main event, uh, to wrestle, not surprisingly, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yep. Uh, she made her choice already on Raw, and they had a pretty good promo uh, between one another. And uh, and so I'm looking forward to that match. It will be a very interesting time. Uh, Natalia was the Iron Woman uh, in the match. She entered at number one, lasted about 46 minutes. Was she one uh, so or she, two? Uh, she was one. Or no, she was, she was two. two. I'm sorry. Lace, Lacey, Lacey Evans, Evans was, first. was number one. Yeah. So, and she and Lacey Evans had a good run too. She was out there for about a half an hour mm-hmm. um, before getting eliminated by by Charlotte Flair. They made her look pretty strong in her uh, debut match on the WWE roster. Um, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles was next for the WWE title. Uh, Daniel Bryan retains here. Ready for this feud to end. Uh, this is probably the fourth major match that these two have wrestled against one another. Um, the build was very good to this match. The match itself was pretty bog standard. Uh, we've seen this match before between these two guys. Um, the only bizarre thing about this one, uh, the long off television, Eric Rowan came down randomly during the match to stand at ringside. Eventually there was a ref bump and then he would enter the ring, uh, attack AJ Styles and help Daniel Bryan. Uh, retain his championship, and I guess uh, I guess Eric Rowan is going to be Daniel Bryan's uh, flannel shirt wearing heavy uh, from now on to help keep that heel that heel persona going for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, not I, ma- I'm I not mad at it. It's just random as shit. So when did he just become a heel? Because like, again, I don't watch like when he won when he won the title from AJ Styles. He cheated uh, to win. He like 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 the ref went down. Uh, he straight fucking field goal kicked him in the balls, <laughs> and then uh, and then after the match was over, he would he grabbed like AJ Styles' hands and just started start fucking stomping his head basically. Oh well, and okay. and and turn and turn the crowd on him that fast. And now he is now he is he calls himself the new Daniel Bryan. He's really woke, Daniel. <laughs> um, on, on last Tuesday's SmackDown, 
the go home episode, he cut a promo on Vince where he was talking about I yelling at Vince about how, yeah, like a baby how the baby boomers are the worst generation. <laughs> and I'm just like, you guys are trying to get me to to boo Daniel Bryan, yeah, I'm like, right? Like, but that's not even right. Though. No, I actually did watch it. I'm like, I don't see the problem. <laughs> yes, but he, he's being he's being annoyingly woke. Um, mm. But he, uh, much like all good heels, there is an undercurrent of truth into everything that he says, and you know there's an undercurrent of truth that makes you hate him that much more. <laughs> oh, he's right. Why does he have to be so smug when he says it, though? What a bastard. So, but yeah, so we'll see where he goes from here. I think, I do think that the Brian Styles feud uh, is officially over at this point. So we'll see what, uh, what, where Daniel Bryan transitions to, uh, perhaps on SmackDown tonight as we're recording this. Um, Brock Lesnar was wrestling Finn Balor uh, for the Universal title. Uh, Brock Lesnar would retain, but damn if they didn't book this match like a million dollars. Yes, a good match. Uh, it was a great match. It actually, was um, a good match. By the way, take note, you can make Brock Lesnar's opponents look very good without forcing them to eat six F5s to pin them in a match. Yeah. Just an FYI, WWE. Because <laughs> you well, could I mean, argue. Like, no one's going to believe that Finn Balor's going to take seven F5s. No, that's true. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not disputing that, but you didn't have to do that with Roman Reigns either. That's true. Like, 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 like we get Roman Reigns as a tough boy. And we don't need him to kick out of F five number five to prove that. Like protect the finish. Don't yeah. don't worry about don't worry about doing that. He stuff. didn't even get one off this this match, did he? No, he did not nah, because not the one all. the one that he attempted got reversed yeah, into a DDT. DDT. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh that was good. Finn Balor, you can make the argument controlled the match. No, he um, absolutely no. There's no argument. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he, once he um, ran him ran him into the fucking corner that t- which looked like it really fucking. I was like, yo, I think. Well, he Brock really Lesnar always looks like he really hurts himself. Uh, apparently, his, apparently his his Achilles heel is his stomach. All you have to do yeah, is punch that, him that, very that hard. Diverticulitis is a bitch, man. That's not how diverticulitis <laughs> works. As my wife was screaming at the television, that's not how diverticulitis works. <laughs> yeah. uh, do they know what diverticulitis is? I'm just like they they do, but uh, people don't give a shit. It's wrestling. You just, gotta, you just gotta suspend the disbelief. They, they don't even know how to pronounce it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> But um no, but they, Finn Balor looked awesome in this match. They've, like if you're a Finn Balor fan, I get he didn't win, and you should be sad about that. But he looked like a million bucks. Like, yeah, he like, tapped like, out. Like like the well, he, I mean, he tapped out. But no, no, what I'm saying a, is like a, it wasn't like he got pinned. He had to tap out and Brock Lesnar a hundred fucking pounds heavy in this motherfucker. Right so to yeah, a Kamara lock, yeah, which right. which again, if we're if we're being consistent in storyline, that hold has broken the arm yeah. of Triple H and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> so like you can't you can't. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was perfectly fine with this match. And again, I don't watch wrestling anymore, but I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, that was a perfectly well-booked match. Perfectly fine. He looked good. And and like I said, Brock Lesnar, I mean, they, they're making the right choice by pairing uh, the Men's Royal Rumble winner with him. Because Brock, I, I, I think we've seen Brock Lesnar versus the big dude too many times. And I think that the David versus Goliath matchup works way better. And I think he likes it more too. I think he likes me to throw little guys around. Probably. Um, but then, you know, having the good, the strong match. Um, the main event on the evening was the men's Royal Rumble match. Not a lot of surprise entrance in this one. But we started off with arguably the most surprising entrance. <laughs> uh, at number two, which was J E double F, J A double R, E double T. Jeff Jarrett making the really poor decision to wear his mid-90s ring. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> First of all, 
Like when, when he went to the short trunks, like that was a way better, way better move. We don't need like the slit, like little. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, thing, I don't Jeff. know. Like Wolverine got to his fucking costume. <laughs> fucked it all up. But it, yeah, I was like, okay. First of all, he didn't look all that great. And he still wrestles. He's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he still like wrestles, he but I'm like, he doesn't. He, that's what I'm saying. He still wrestles, but he didn't look all that great. I'm like, yeah. The fuck, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just shocked to see him in a WWE ring because, because the way, I mean, and again, Vince will work with anybody if there's money to be made. But the way that he left was very acrimonious. Um, back in the late '90s, mm. and that's that kind of shit. Like Vince fucking holds a grudge about. Like you, you're not gonna hold the company up for half a million dollars, and and Vince McMahon's gonna for, fucking forget about that. Yeah, shit. Well, that was 20 years ago. I know. <laughs> Vince is getting old. So yeah, Carrie, as as the uh, yeah, I've got no context for this shit. Yeah, as, as the story goes on that, Jeff Jarrett's contract was running out, but he was the Intercontinental Champion, and he was leaving, but they needed him to uh, to drop the belt to China of all people. Mm. Um, and he says, "I'll do it, uh, but you need to, uh, but you, you're going to pay me f- uh, five hundred thousand dollars to go out there and drop this belt on TV." I mean, do you blame him? To China? I mean, I get China was the ninth one in the world, but I'm like, back in the nineties. Look, 90s. when when I was like <laughs> first like, no, aware of pro wrestling in the nineties, I fucking loved China. Like, I probably would have been like, "Yo, okay, I'm leaving, and you want me to drop it to her?" Nah, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm not, no. Then, nah. Fuck <laughs> no. So I get so, it. So here are your surprise entrants. Um, Jeff Jarrett, Johnny Gargano, uh, Pete Dunne, and Aleister Black. I was more massively disappointed that there was no Velveteen Dream. <laughs> I thought Velveteen Dream <laughs> was a shoe-in to be a guest uh, guest appearance in this Rumble. I was really sad when he wasn't in there. Like, like legit sad. He didn't even wrestle this weekend. God damn it. So, I'm sure Malcolm um, was happy about that. Man, Malcolm, Malcolm could go kick rocks with his fucking with his with his Velveteen Dream hatred. Get tired of the shit. Um, this was a very bog standard Royal Rumble. Um, there's not much to say about it. It was it was it was very very average. Um, you could tell that they were running long because there were no, there was no way that there was 90 seconds between these entrants. No, some of them entrances was like a minute. Yeah, like like, like hold up, like, wait a minute, that wasn't no 90 seconds. Nigga. Come on. right. It was literally guy would come down to the ring. Something would happen. Next guy comes out. Like start the countdown right away. I know let's, the crowd would probably like, what the fuck? We I know. Like it happens so <laughs> fast. What? Okay. Um couple notable eliminations. Um we had the weakest Kofi saves of all time. He did two saves tonight. They both sucked. <laughs> uh the women the women did it way better. Um you had Mustafa Ali eliminating Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe looking like he wanted to legit murder Mustafa Ali. Uh, they've been feuding on SmackDown here lately, uh, oh. and I I was surprised Samoa Joe didn't just go back in the ring and beat the living fuck <laughs> out of Mustafa Ali. I thought that was I thought that shit was about to happen for sure. Um, what else we got here? Yeah, I feel like Samoa Joe fights in real life on the weekend, just in the street. <laughs> Yo, that dude is terrifying. That dude looks uh, like the guy in the Yakuza games who beats you up and takes all your money. <laughs> Dude, Samoa Joe is awesome. He is. He's been wrestling for like twenty five <laughs> years. <laughs> um, they 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 tease the uh, Titus O'Neil slip and fall <laughs> again. Um, that that was actually funny. So Kurt Hawkins ran underneath the ring when he was out there, 
Titus came down. He runs to the ring and he like stopped short before he got to the ring. He's like, all right, I made it. Then he looked down, saw Kurt Hawkins under the ring, thought he was making fun of him, and then like chased him under the ring. Um, and then back in the ring where Kurt, Kurt Hawkins promptly eliminated Titus O'Neil right afterwards. So a little, little fun comedy bit there. Um, look, Pete Dunn looked really good, uh, for the time that he was in it. Mustafa Ali looked really good while he was in the match. Um, apparently Michael Cole mixed up Shelton Benjamin and Apollo Cruz, which is a little racist. Um, but yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, so they 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 got Braun Strowman out of the match by giving him a bit of a beat down. They got Seth Rollins out of the match by Lashley getting quickly eliminated and then him attacking Rollins outside of the ring and putting him through the announce table. Yeah. At number 30, our truth comes out. He won the he was one of the winners of the Mix Max challenge. He got the number 30 spot in the Rumble. Uh and then from behind, getting attacking him none other than Nia Jax. <laughs> Catching catching that heat from the crowd. And she decided to just take our truth spot in the Rumble. So Nia Jax enters the men's Royal Rumble. Um, all of the men, of course, are like, what the fuck is going on here? This is weird. Um, she actually eliminates Mustafa Ali at one point because he didn't know what the fucking do. <laughs> so she so so she set up she set up Randy Orton for a 619 against Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio went to go for it, and she then sh- she tried to attack Mysterio and get him out of the ring. And then what proceeded to happen was a chain of finishing maneuvers uh, oh, like, <laughs> that, that was there just for crowd catharsis. Like, that, just, to, just so the crowd would lose. She gets super kicked by Dolph Ziggler <laughs> into the 619 from Rey Mysterio, into the RKO uh, from Randy Orton, and then she was uh, unceremoniously dumped out by Rey Mysterio uh, out of the match. And yeah, so, I was like, <laughs> okay, is this what y'all want to do? <laughs> like, for That's what they want to do. Apparently, they're dipping their toes into the intergender wrestling waters. I mean, she's I'm about it. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm like, about her in general. Like, I was just looking at it like, okay, these three dudes just beat the shit out of her. <laughs> like, just hit her with their, with their finishers, which is kind of cool because it took three yeah. to take her out, which I'm like, all right, I get it. But like, they're in a, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I just like Nia Jax. Sure, I like Nia Jax. And she, um, I feel like she could hold her own. We had some of the some of the guys in the. In the she room. probably could. Yeah. She probably could. Uh, your final two were Seth Rollins and and Braun Strowman. Um, they almost teased doing the the Benoit Big Show finish uh, from a couple years back, where like Seth Rollins kind of like suplex dragged uh, Braun Strowman out of the ring. What ended up happening. <laughs> is Seth Rollins would do his kick and then the stomp on Braun Strowman on the ring apron, and Braun Strowman fell off. So Seth Rollins uh, is your Royal Rumble winner, uh, and he is going to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Uh, he got six F5s for his trouble. On <laughs> God damn. <laughs> See, I didn't, I, wow. Have they ever wrestled solo? Because I they, know they were the triple. They player. have once, because if you recall, um, when Seth Rollins stole the title, at WrestleMania when he won it originally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar got suspended, but then they had the rematch uh, when he came back at SummerSlam, uh, which Seth Rollins, I think, escaped with a DQ uh, finish, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. So they have wrestled one-on-one, but that was when Rollins was a shitty heel. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be a very different style of match uh, at this point, I think, with those two. Should be, Should be good. Should be good. 
Uh, Seth Rollins, for my money, is the best men's wrestler in WWE right now. Daniel Bryan, be damned. <laughs> so I, I I like Seth Rollins the most. Um, so yeah, so like I said, uh, ultimately an average Rumble. Um, I think the women undoubtedly stole the show. Uh, aside from Lesnar, Balor, uh, all three of the women's matches by far um, were the best matches on the card in my in my estimation. I don't know what you guys thought. Uh, I like the um, actually I, I enjoy the women's rumble probably a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I like that Finn Balor um, Brock Lesnar match. <clears throat> of what I saw, because I went home and went to bed after the women's rumble. <laughs> yeah, it ended it was at twelve late, o'clock. Um, and I have to get up and go to work. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I liked the the Oscar Becky Lynch match. I thought the Rousey Banks match was compelling, um, and like the 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 women's Rumble was was a lot of fun. So as I said earlier, like the reason why I'm getting into wrestling now is almost solely because of the fact that I find the women's end of things to be particularly compelling. So, yeah, they're doing the job. S- yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> Carrie, I will have to send you. I think it's actually on YouTube. The the Bailey uh, Sasha Banks NXT Women's Championship match. Oh, okay. Uh, from Takeover Brooklyn a couple years ago. That match is fucking the, awesome. It's the best women's wrestling <laughs> match I've ever seen. One of the, one of the best wrestling matches that I've ever seen. I right. shouldn't even qualify it uh, as a women's match. Um, we typically do letter grades on the show for these uh, pay per view events. Uh, I I suppose I'm the only one qualified to give it since I wasn't yeah, the only one that watched the whole thing. Um, I would probably give this rumble a solid B. Um, my instinct is to go B minus, but given the strength of all the women's matches and the Lesnar Finn Balor title match, I will go with a solid B, uh, for this Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Certainly not the worst, uh, but not one that I'm going to end up remembering, uh, for a long period of time, probably. But we're on the road to WrestleMania, so looking forward to that uh that of course will be the next time that we give you guys the pro raps talk so uh look forward to that in a couple of months uh, but that's it for this episode thank you guys very much for listening and we will see you all next week thanks take it easy